Fans of the Genre 19 for March 13th, 2017. Brian! Brian? You're supposed uh-huh. to do the thing. Oh, I'm Brian Swanson. I'm Sleepy. And I'm Rody Clark. <laughs> What's going on? Do we need to re-record that or are we, are we good? No, that's fine. Okay. I was playing my Switch. I only oh. do one take. Oh, wow. Is it a hot take? Uh, it's it's so hot. It's a it's a oh, wet nice. and wild take actually this week. Steamy take. Cool. Um, so yeah, this is the the first episode we're recording where two thirds of the podcast ha- has a switch, and and they've been playing Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to talk about what I've been playing because it's not Zelda, and we need to we need to tease out the good stuff. <laughs> by leading with the uh like not as good stuff ring the um, content towel just <clears throat> get all that sweet sweet content no. out yeah i don't really like the idea of a content towel brian yeah yeah it's a dirty towel hey would you describe the content towel for me does it have like those bleach stains on it that you get when you're just like in college for no that reason would, and... that imply that it was actually kind of clean at one point that's true <laughs> that's true no you're just like you're wringing this towel. It's you know you're you're like rat tailing it, and you got just like little drips <laughs> of content coming out. Yeah, it's it sounds like in like a like a poor village where you just take the content towel to like the content fountain or like mm-hmm. like water or like reservoir, and then you're like taking this towel back home, and then you get home and you just squeeze it yeah. all over your, your your family. Right. So and that, like that's th- how they're sustained by content. Right. There's like three types of rags. You got your dish rag. You got your washcloth showers, and then you got your content towel. So once you've like Taking a shower, done the dishes, like you said, Mikey. You go down to the fountain, mm-hmm. clean clean your content towel. Well, actually, if anything, you're making it dirtier with more content. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, and then uh-huh. you sort of like bathe in the content, and that's what we're I here think for. That, I think yeah. that every um, every outlet has their own type of content container. I mean, mm-hmm. um, Waypoint has like the question bucket. I think that's yeah. a pretty good content container. Right. Um, I think other websites have their own versions of that. Mm-hmm. that thing we have like uh, a content towel or a content rag because a lot of the content has already been taken away from yeah. us and so we're kind of just scraping off the bottom sometimes i feel yeah, like so this whole podcast is scraping off the bottom of other people's content <laughs> we're, we're the like little like scavengers i would i would post it oh post interesting pause i think it's pause it i like post off. it though post it i would post yeah. it that's a fun word <laughs> content yeah. off their bottoms this is a video game podcast uh, where we get together every week and talk about video games so uh, I, I played this free game on itch.io called packing up the rest of your stuff on the last day at your old apartment and uh, as someone who's moved many many times in the last couple years and Mikey is someone who just moved I think there's a lot to gain from this sort of game it's like <laughs> it's like first person you're in a tiny tiny uh i think it might just be in your bedroom because there's no kitchen or anything but like you've got all your stuff sort of strewn about your apartment your bed stripped uh things are kind of all over the floor and all over the stuff it's kind of like picking up the last little bits that you couldn't fit cleanly into boxes you know yeah and uh you're just like first person you walk around your room you pick up objects and then it sort of describes your history with them and then you put it in a style like put all these items in a box um and then i haven't beat it yet it it would only really take like 15 or 20 minutes um but 
it's really really beautiful because like it opens up and like the fans going in the windowsill it's you can tell that it's like just based on the hue it's a hot day and the fans going up like the ceiling fans spinning really really fast and it just takes me back to all those times that like i don't know i get a real sense of like attachment to a place and those last few moments in a space before you leave and say goodbye to everything are kind of melancholy uh but it's super cool it's free and it there's a quick download and it's a quick play and it's worth it to like i don't know i feel like in the last couple of months with this show we've been playing a lot of games that are like capital v video games and this is sort of something to show people that like proves that they can be a little bit more than that you know i like that yeah no i i, I really like those kind of games like i i've had a few of those where like um I don't know if I talked about mm-hmm. wrestling with emotions on the show, um, but yeah, like it was a another itchio game, and I played it for like, yeah, it's, it's really quick, but I I played it right in between, I think Yakuza mm-hmm. and uh, Neo, and so then it just like one of those things that kind of like fell by the wayside, and like I, I think I had him like actually in the dock, but we just get so, uh, we get d- deep in conversations, we have to move yeah. on, and um, but yeah, I I love those games and like. Uh, I'm gonna actually this next week after we kind of sat down and realized like oh yeah like we need to find things that aren't Zelda to talk about I was like okay I'm gonna need to go find some of those games like and I and I yeah. love those games it's not a chore necessarily to go do it but like little palate um, cleansers or yeah little refreshers like that every once in a while so I highly recommend it um, again yeah. it's packing up the rest of your stuff on the last day at your old apartment it's kind of a lengthy title for sure I like that. Um, they have a good Twitter account to follow too. It's it's itch, itchio itch.io. I'm gonna be honest, we both pronounce, or you guys pronounce it differently, but either way, yeah. Uh, just in general, itch is a great platform for like. Um, I think you can just like it's free to publish any game that you create, and then you can kind of charge what you want for it. Uh, but it's become as Steam the platform gets a little bit bogged down with like a lack of curation and all the AAA stuff and like very specific types of like anime games or uh, like sur- survival <laughs> games like Rust and DayZ and stuff. Uh, it's just kind of a really cool spot to go for games that don't get a lot of coverage, games that um, don't have a huge audience and just by the nature of that they're a little bit more personal and uh, kind of introspective. Yeah, and, and they're definitely more like like art house kind of games yeah and like they're, they're, they're usually consumed in like half an hour or so right mm-hmm. right like like i i really like those like just really short experience like wrestling with emotions is maybe like 15 minutes um mm-hmm. and you can do it a couple of times but like largely you're gonna get the same thing um and i, I guess i could actually even just talk about that game mm-hmm. um it, it's a like kind of hand-drawn game that's like kind of tackles the homoeroticism of wrestling it starts out as uh like you're a wrestler who's trying to find the perfect match and uh and like literally you're trying to find the perfect person to wrestle for a good match but then it kind of has these like not so subtle layers of uh sexual like ambiguity and mm-hmm. um hmm. and like yeah, it's talking about like grappling them and like like oh, what would you want to do with me? It's like oh, I'd want to put your legs between my head and just slam you to the ground and like it. It's just got these like very nice layers of uh, of yeah, like like 
just like kind of deconstructing the, like the masculinity, the fragile like masculinity of wrestling and mm-hmm. um, these things that are kind of like on a base level, like outsiders to wrestling kind of like, um, you guys are seeing this right. And wrestling fans are like, no, this is just a bunch of big dudes just trying to pound each other. They're like, yeah, exactly. That is wrestling. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's, it's really funny. Like it's, and it, the, you start off by creating your character and, um, as you like cycle through like clothing and like appearance options, like each thing has an adjective attached to it. So you could be like, uh, like the big hairy captain commando. And then like all of that is associated to what you look like. And after you create your character, you go into the speed dating round, Mm -hmm. which you go, go and like, you have just like three to four questions to ask, uh, or in like responses to give to, um, I think it's like 10 or 12 wrestling guys that are always the same, but like, you answer um like depending on your answers it changes how much of a match you guys like you guys are Mm -hmm. and so it kind of um there's a little bit of agency that you have if you're like kind of playing the questions a little bit blind um like a little bit later you can kind of kind of direct how it narrows it down um but yeah it's it's really fun and it's yeah a free itchio game and it's it's really cool let's check that out this actually kind of got me thinking about something i tweeted the other day where i was asking so like a friend of or my one of my coworkers is sort of a uh i think he's like a, a guy in his 40s and just being in seattle every once in a while like uh, every year the the dota 2 international happens in september right yeah is it yeah, september yeah um and Actually, it's july like, okay july um and he sort of like leans into the whole like um oblivious older person about video games um so he'll like joke with me about like oh you're gonna go to the international you know or uh talk to me about dota 2 today and uh <laughs> it's it's funny and it's lighthearted. um and then one of my other coworkers overheard that and she's she's like what's dota 2 and i was like oh shoot um <laughs> it's wow. uh uh let's start with what dota 2 isn't <laughs> yeah yeah so i i basically kind of boiled it down just for layman's terms because like she doesn't care about the mechanics i can tell her tell you that much it, it was like it's just a really really popular competitive game where people from all over the world come to the key arena and they will win millions and millions of dollars and yeah that sort of vocabulary is really makes a lot of sense to people like you and me but she was like um aren't all games competitive in some sense I was like, oh shoot, like, no, absolutely not. Like I, what, I, I hate to think of the kind of world that you're living in where like you only think of games yeah. in that sort of way. Right. Cause like, that's probably all most people see, but it, I actually wrote down a list for her of games that I thought would be like cool for her to check out that are more than just competitive games uh, or that games that aren't beaten in a traditional sense. Yeah, so and, and that's what you're, you you put out yeah. That, that yeah you put that out on Twitter right yeah so I uh, I came up with Gone Home uh, mm-hmm. Abzu which I actually did beat a couple months ago uh, we've never talked yes. about uh, Journey Journey Night in the Woods I think is a good example of a game yeah. where it's just like a little adventure game yeah and e- even on like the mini games if you fail the mini games it, it, it still progresses matter. but they're just like yeah wow like in the like rhythm. Uh, mini game where you're playing with your band. <laughs> oh, I, I think it's so much fun. Yeah, it's um, so goofy. The, the the metal one's really hard because the the notes are weird, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, but even if like you 
fail and you just fuck it up they're like wow yeah that was really bad and Let's then it move moves on. on yeah yeah uh i wrote down her story which is a game i haven't thought of in a while but yeah. uh, um did really you put my suggestion it. in there your suggestion was Nintendogs, which is actually not a it bad was. idea. It's, yeah. Uh, um, mm. so, and I thought, like, if I had known that it was a little bit more serious, I actually probably would have given, like, a more serious answer. But mm-hmm. just we've been, like, the, the thing where it's like, how could the company that made Nintendogs, like, <laughs> ruin The Legend of Zelda by not letting you pet a dog? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was in my mind. But yeah. Animal Crossing was what came to my mind after I kind of oh, took it a little more seriously. Animal Crossing. Which is a game that you, like... I've seen people put like hundreds and hundreds mm-hmm. of hours into mm-hmm. and yeah, it's not competitive. There's not really an objective. Like right. there, there are like a few where it's like, Oh yeah. Like make your house bigger. And like, right. Oh, like, there's a list of bugs that you can collect. You should go try to get as many of those as you can, but it's I would never... say that that still falls in the, in my like category. It's not, you're not. Oh competing. no, no. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but, and even then necessarily like there's an objective and there is an end to a lot of these games, but like animal crossing is a totally open-ended game um mm-hmm. also like i think the like probably the most uh like accessible and well-known answer to that would probably be like the sims or some cities yeah sims, yeah, sims is good um, um, i, I know his opinion would be sims 3 not sims 4 that's what i've, I've heard from a lot of people as well i actually have been really wanting to get back into uh city skylines which is man i want oh, to yeah. so bad but my, my computer can't run it oh really like my, my old derpy laptop could totally handle that how but old was your old derpy laptop it, it was an 09 oh, macbook okay. it, it, it can't now yeah it could a few years ago so um, um, minecraft by the way mm. yeah it's a good example well i think so but yeah i just think that uh i just wanted to like i don't know give her some i just want people to know that like games are much more than like call of duty right or yeah something Halo. where you're like killing a bunch of people um because that it, it's only within the last couple of years that i've become aware of these sort of experiences and i think that i'm better for it you know what i mean like yeah which is why i think that we kind of gravitate towards the outlets that we do because like right um specifically like nick and griffin at polygon mm-hmm. love those kinds of games um yeah. yeah and like we see that a lot with austin patrick and danielle from um especially danielle for sure yeah from, from waypoint, waypoint. Mm-hmm. um yeah like and i, I feel like that's a big reason why we gravitate towards those because we do kind of get a little bit tired of like and and i i love those games like I, we're playing the fuck out of zelda which is a game that is you know violent it has a goal but the reason why this one actually is so great is because it's open-ended and it lets you explore and it lets you kind mm-hmm. of like poke and prod at the world and like yeah. it's not a like the at least like satisfaction and the like personal goal of the game is not necessarily like going and beating ganon it's like discovering the world of hyrule that they built yeah for sure seeing how um, the world copes with ganon in the world yeah, yeah. W- which actually i think kind of speaks towards like given its response and how much people love it and the fact that it isn't about necessarily like going and completing dungeons and like reaching the end of the story it's about like just kind of unfurling with what nintendo built and like i think the fact that the the industry and like the like community as a whole have like received it so well i think actually kind of speaks towards um maybe there's like a lingering desire that a lot of people aren't um like necessarily like ready to admit that yeah. like we want as a community more of these games which i hope people like take notice of at people i mean by as like publishers and developers right i hope so too 
Yeah. Which makes me, and like, also, I'm super excited about Tacoma. Oh my God. Taco.ma. I think that's their Ta- website. Taco.ma. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, there's some more, Steve. there was, yeah, there was some good preview coverage out of that, um, out of GDC this last couple of yeah. weeks. Um, that game is shaping up to be really cool. I haven't yeah. watched any of it. I'm trying to. Yeah. Real, real quick. Tacoma is a game where you take place in a space station. It seems abandoned, but you interact with the holograms of people that were there before you and you try to like piece together a mystery by like forwarding and rewinding through conversations yeah. and navigating a, a space yeah um, and, and it this sounds is right the, up our alley it's like a fans of the genre ass game for sure yeah and it's, it's, it's being a ass game it's true yeah <laughs> yeah and it's being made by uh the developer that made gone home right i think sh- of all the games that, yeah. yeah of all the games that we mentioned for like the non-competitive i you guys may disagree. I highly recommend the gone home is like the one that I would recommend for people that want a taste of something. Uh, that's not inherently competitive or like gamey. Right. Um, well, and it, it, and I feel like the reason why like might be like a, a to you specifically is because yeah. like it plays with the notions of what a game is. Like, yeah, it, 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 it subverts, subverts your, abs- your expectations. Exactly. Yeah. You go in thinking it's going to be one thing and then it totally changes. Yeah. So, um, but that, that's also tough because that's a game that I think does sort of require a basic understanding of how to like actually play a game because it's first See, I, person I, and you have to like, people have trouble moving a camera and moving the body in a game if you're playing with a controller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I, I feel like, I feel like since a lot of like those tropes are not even just like inherent to video games, but inherent to like popular culture, um, mm-hmm. like and specifically in like horror um that i feel like you because like, like you and grace like did you guys watch that together uh, or like we, did she watch I, you play it i think she watched me play it gone home which, which gone is, yeah gone home which is exact, gone. exactly what i was about to say is like or uh, even if like somebody's partner like who mm-hmm. isn't into games like they could very easily like consume that and get the maximum amount of enjoyment by yeah. what like sitting down with someone who is playing it yeah um Tell like giving it your first time, played it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, it's like on home. It's a fantastic game. It's probably like ten bucks now too. So it's it's available on Xbox, PlayStation Four, PC, Mac. So I get it. Yeah. Uh, I just want to like real quick aside. Um, I was I pulled up in Steam just to see the top sellers, and No Man's Sky is the third top selling game. I re-downloaded that because they just did a. Uh, an update with a f- cool photo mode. I haven't played it yet, though. Um, I just—it's yeah. crazy to me the backlash and just general angst of this game, and yet it—it mm. it, it just goes to prove that I think that that's just that vocal internet minority that yeah is so angry. Like I understand yeah. the critical response when it first came out that yeah. this game was half baked and not good and overhyped, but like the fact that people are are still buying it and like that it's only behind tom clancy's ghost recon wildlands a, a ubisoft game that yeah. just came out this week yeah in near auto automata i think it's automata which, automata yeah. which yeah. just came out this week like the fact that this game that came out in august of last year or may august i think sounds yeah. right yeah uh it's like more or less the top selling game on steam yeah if you take take away those those like pre like currently like just came out yeah. games like that's crazy it is crazy i that's an interesting story of development, I guess. Just like 
you you kind of hear things that like maybe Sony was responsible for the overhype and the marketing, and they treated it like a triple A when it really should have been treated like a small passion indie project. Yeah, uh, they treated well, it like a console exclusive, like the game to end all games. And uh, if that had really just come out on early access or something, or it was just like a small PC game that got updated every once in a while, I think it, I think we would all be talking about it way differently. Yeah, yeah. All the tech um, behind it's super impressive, and they've the team has remained humble and like dedicated to making the game better, which is amazing. I would have, I think I would have buckled under the pressure after all the shitty behavior from fans. Like I kind of get it, and and again, I feel like it, it is largely due to marketing. But yeah, a concept that we keep going back to is the idea of like budgeting your gaming habits, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people who budget probably like three or four games a year right um and since this was advertised as like a big like triple a game and like and like especially for this kind of community who like only plays a handful of things a year as like a game you will spend like hours and days of time in this world or Mm -hmm. this galaxy Mm -hmm. universe um and so for people who can't afford like you know four sixty dollar games a year yeah this being one of them and they kind of and, and it being very underwhelming and, and under promising on a, a lot under, of fronts. like yeah. yeah not delivering on a lot of its promises like I totally understand that yeah um it, it did get, get taken to an extreme that we really haven't seen before yeah but um yeah like I I, I do understand like it is on a level warranted um oh, a yeah. lot of it like a, a lot of it we don't know like how like. Like I, how much of this was like Sony's promises and like their expectations? How much of it was what Hello Games told Sony that they could deliver and then mm-hmm. ended up not being able to? Like, yeah, there's a lot going on there. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of like the Amazon Nintendo thing yeah. with the Switch release, where it's like, like it seems like they're both at fault, but we won't we, ever really know. It's so weird that we never got like an official statement about oh it's it's that. totally not weird they, they, they knew that once people got their switches they would largely shut up yeah, and it true. would just be swept under the rug yeah. which <laughs> it, it ultimately has yeah brian just um, shut up so <laughs> i shut um, up yeah yeah so like it's it's one of those things where it's like like with no man's sky you can't really necessarily sweep it under the rug but yeah um yeah but i'm glad to see that they're still supporting it they're putting out stuff for it um like I've just saw the other day on Twitter, like a handful of people like sharing stuff. Like mm-hmm. somebody found this like really cool, like underwater creature. Um, it's like a giant, like sea eel. Yeah. But, I I'm excited to, well, I'm not excited. I, I do want to like get back into it and see if, uh, see if there's something there for me. Cause I might yeah. actually just start completely fresh, you know, and just like abandon everything that I had done. Cause it, it doesn't really mean anything to me anymore. And I think I'll just get bogged down and trying to like manage the stuff that I had against yeah. what's new. Um, yeah, but so like they've added like freighters, they've added bases on like a home planet. You can like create a little compound, and uh, I think they've made inventory management a little easier. See, um, that, that stuff would have been perfect great on day whenever one. I played it. I know. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and for for me, that was a game that I could kind of just like mindlessly like walk around and enjoy. Mm-hmm. And like one Zelda's great for that, right. but um, for me. I never got around to Stardew Valley, and with that coming uh, to the Switch, that is absolutely going to be that game for me. I want that. Um, I want to do that too. Yeah. Yeah, and for my roommate, and to a lesser extent, me, that's Binding of Isaac. Right. Where like 
since it's a roguelike and like there's a very quick turnaround on like um on runs like mm-hmm. and like specific like single like or individual singularity like a run of binding of isaac can be anywhere between like two minutes and 45 minutes yeah um and they're usually like him and i are, like are very stubbornly like always playing on hard mode because mm-hmm. you can unlock things quicker that way but so a lot of times runs will last like less than five minutes right um but yeah like just have that immediate loop where you just start playing another game another like you restart yeah. yeah. Oh, and especially on PC where it's just F five to restart. Where it's like if you get a, like a level or two deep and you aren't like you don't have a very good um like build where like the pickups that you've gotten aren't great. Like just F five start over again. Um, with the console versions, it's a, a button like a, a couple buttons to do that in like maybe like fifteen twenty seconds. But yeah, like PC, it's just a button. You're on a new run. Yeah, um, this is another if, PC game that if you. Uh, uh, want to give it a shot it's certainly worth checking out i would say that the the content is a little uh not disturbing but hmm. mm, no it, no that, that's actually fair pg13 that's it uh no no R? It's, it 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 very much deserves its m rating um hmm. oh it's, it's m rated okay yeah i mean there's just a lot, yeah, of, we, there's a lot of stuff yeah uh, you are fighting um like like living poops and um, mature like content got, yeah yeah th- there's like a lot of like oh gosh yeah like i, uh, I don't want to say it took a pay cut to make it rated m yeah th- <laughs> <laughs> there's like a bunch of uh like dead babies and there's like a lot of like very heavy-handed um religious yeah um criticisms and uh like dissections of like religious behavior and organized religion and yeah. it goes to extremes to kind of point these things out um, like I'm, I'm at the point now where it's like, like the, the game is so well made and the mechanics are so tight and like, it's very impeccably designed in terms of like right. how items work and how everything's balanced that like, it's very easy to get lost in all that to where like you aren't even necessarily paying attention to what's going on. But oh, um, no, with all those, it's games, very graphic. Like, the, the, this happened to me with Spelunky and it happens to me with like, uh, like dark souls and, and Neo and stuff where like, you're eventually just so focused on accomplishing the immediate goals and like interacting with the systems and stuff that like the setting doesn't even really matter anymore. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, um, but yeah, so like real quick, the concept is that like um, you are a child living with a single mother and she is a very deeply religious um, person who is believed that she's being told by God to kill her son, Isaac, which is a biblical story. Um, and so you are a small child running through the basement of your house. And, like, you start in the basement in the, in the cellar, and then, like, you work your way down farther farther, trying to escape your mother who's trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, that's, that, that's the basic premise of the game. So yeah. it's, 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 it's pretty dark. It's pretty adult. Which, like, and we had this conversation, I don't know if it was on the pod or not, about, um, like, how that's a launch game. And, like, yeah. um, I think, Brian, you were hypothesizing that it got pushed because they didn't want to have such a mature and adult game at the launch of the switch. Yeah. Um, I, I, I legitimately think it was more of a, um, like development related issue, but sure. Um, cause like they very prominently like have shown it at PAX and like it was originally supposed to be a 3ds exclusive, um, at least off PC, um, a 3ds exclusive, but yeah, no, it's, it's a very perfect 
light game that's like also like very complex and deep. If you want to get into that, um, it's a great that's, game. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, cool. it's perfect for like the Vita and the Switch, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited for. Uh, Neo has been sort of um, fulfilling that role of like quick restarts after deaths and runs and stuff because surprisingly the the loading times for that game are very very fast, like five seconds. Yeah, it's um, it's nice. So yeah, like I don't have much more to say about that, but I one thing that Dark Souls doesn't do a lot is like the um, with a boss, you're usually fighting like really big, like grotesque monsters, and mm-hmm. there's definitely that in Neo. But there's a lot more like one-on-one fights with samurai and other um, human-like uh, yeah. people, and that sort of dynamic is really fun for a boss because uh, it just switches things up a little bit. It, it happens a little. It happened more in Bloodborne, and it does happen in, in other Souls games, yeah. but. It's more frequent. In, in, uh, in Souls Three, there's a few of those where you're yeah. like, like the dancer and right. whatnot. But but, but, uh, but even those are like they go to like very weird like like I don't yeah. want to say like spiritual necessarily, but very weird like mystical yeah um, like kind of extremes. Yep. Hmm. Um, so I think I'm like mostly just playing Neo to keep myself from buying Near or Zelda. Um, yeah. But I'm still enjoying just like hacking away. I'm frustrated with its loot system because there's just like so much and nothing feels special and you put resources into making yeah. weapons good and then you find something better like a minute later yeah. uh, yep. that sort of stuff kind of sucks and again they're not giving me good they're giving me lots of swords and axes and hammers but like the, yeah. my weapon isn't popping up as much yeah uh, w- which is why I really like Dark Souls because like yeah. you can early on get a weapon that, that you can like really invest into that's gonna mm-hmm. be like 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 I, I used in Dark Souls three the Uchigatana that you get from the guy outside the Firelink Shrine. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a optional, uh, like side boss, right? Who who drops this weapon that is like a flaming katana, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 uh, a weapon that like caters to like a dex build, mm-hmm. and there's like one better dex sword that you get like way late in the game. Yeah. So you get this like after the very first boss, and then up until like the second to last boss um it's like the best weapon for that build yeah. and, and, and you know that is also like specific to my build like if you're playing a more like strength based character where mm-hmm. um like you'll find more things that uh along the way will kind of do that but at least for me in my experience like the weapon i got very early on was the weapon that i used for the entirety of the game and like, i can't even remember and I what never I used felt in Dark crippled. Souls 3 um i think i probably used yes, is, is there a difference in Dark Souls between, like, big swords and small swords? Yes. Okay, I probably use small swords. Um, and and it, it's more of a stat base. And, like, mm-hmm. the cool thing about Dark Souls is that, like, every weapon type has a totally radically different feel to it. Right. Um, where, like, a katana feels totally different than just, like, a standard, like, short sword. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do a good job with all that. Um, yeah, I've been... I, I was talking before we started the show about how... I spend a lot of time on Twitter, which is my own fault, but like, uh, all the people, people who are in games have been tweeting like cool videos and, and, uh, tweets about all the cool things they're discovering in Zelda. And I feel like little, I don't really care about story stuff. I actually care about the things that they're talking about. Like people assume when they're talking about spoilers that, that people are concerned about like 
story narrative. story and narrative but like for me with a game like this it's so heavily reliant on like like interacting with all of its physics and and like all of its powers and the enemies and the weapons and all this stuff like the little things that people are discovering about this game uh i feel like are getting spoiled for me i don't even want to go down the road of like what is getting spoiled but like Certain things yeah. people are doing with weapons, certain things people are doing with animals, uh, <laughs> whether or not you can pet a dog. It's like, these are things that, little things that I would have liked to just discover on my own. And like sure. I said to you guys, it's totally my own fault. I could not listen to podcasts. I could not look at Twitter, but <laughs> it's like part of my life. So what am I going to do? Just like mute everybody because everyone's yeah. playing the game. Yeah. Um, um, I think with Zelda, there's quite a lot going on. Um, I think I, I just have one sort of opinion about yeah. it right now, if, if we want to go into it. Totally. Um, I have been working a lot this week. It's uh, I work at the university, and we're finalizing in admissions, and we're finalizing a lot of our decisions this week and next, so it requires a lot of reading applications. And so I've been reading a lot in, in the evenings and uh, outside of work, but when I've been playing Zelda, I've been really slowly getting through that first plateau area where you mm-hmm. begin the game. You begin on this higher elevation spot where it's sort of like a concentrated version of of the game where you learn all of the mechanics, you learn how the game operates and how you can what you can do within the game. And mm-hmm. the the feeling that I get the most out of it feels very similar to and I don't know how how much of this game either of you guys played, if at all, but reminds me a lot of Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes. Mm-hmm. I didn't play Did that it. one at all. Same. So Ground Zeroes, or well, Metal Gear Solid Five is the fifth part of the Metal Gear Solid series, and Hideo Kojima announced that he was going to release it in two parts. Uh, the Ground Zeroes, which is this two to ten hour version <laughs> of the game that retailed initially at thirty bucks. Yeah. And then the Phantom Pain, which came out, I believe, a year and a half later. Roughly. In yeah. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. And. Ground Zeroes was basically just a concentrated version of Metal Gear Solid Five uh, that took place on a uh, not Guantanamo Bay, but basically Guantanamo Bay um, Black CIA Black Site. They called yeah. it, yeah. And you could basically play the game there, interact with the game engine, do everything that you can really do in Ground Zeroes, with with the exception of environmental things like riding horses or in Phantom Pain. Sorry, in, in Phantom Pain, yeah. So yeah. in, in, I don't know. It was it's really cool. Like yeah. I, I think that's super smart when games allow you that as a tutorial or mm-hmm. that as a way to learn the game compared to putting you through what Zelda is notorious for, where they have previously made you you know sort of sit through four hours of press B to swing your sword yeah. or something. Yeah. So I like that. I, I thought it was I really mean, cool. Even in the like twenty minutes that I played when Mikey brought his switch over, I was pretty impressed with how much freedom it gives you right at the get-go mm-hmm. um so i think that it felt really re- you know it's tough like to know someone got i think i heard this question somewhere else this week but like you know are we this super stoked about breath of the wild because it's a zelda game and it's doing different things and zelda games are traditionally known to do or if this wasn't a zelda game would we be as into it you know yeah um do you guys have any thoughts on that I definitely think that the game is helped by being a Zelda game mm-hmm. where and not necessarily from like the aspect of like, oh, this is Zelda doing something different, but um 
it's like if you have a background in Zelda, you expect certain things from like the Zora and the Gorons, like these different races in the game, and like how um, like things are represented. Like Kakariko Village has been a location in Zelda, I think, since uh, a Link to the Past, which is the Super Nintendo game in mm-hmm. like 1991. Yeah. Um, like the Kakariko Village has always been a part of it. Like it's always interesting to see like how it iterates and like how it adds new yeah. perspectives to these things. And a big part of what makes this game great is how it toys with these ideas when like where Zora before were like, like a lot of Zora were like the same size as like young Link. And a lot of them um, were like a little bit taller than like adult Link in Ocarina of Time. And in this game, uh, like you run into the Prince of the Zora and he's a good, like 15 feet tall. Wow. Um, and yeah, like the, the way that these like characters interact, and like they've added a lot more like culture specific to different environments. Like, like the Zora and the Gorons like feel totally different, not just from like a visual perspective, but like you feel like they have an ingrained culture. They have their society that functions in a certain way, and like the way that it's like toying with these notions and like growing mm-hmm. up Zelda is very interesting. And like uh, specifically. Yeah. Um, a lot of so like very very basic plot stuff like Link's been like shit went down a hundred years ago Link's been asleep and got woken up to like finally take out this evil that's been like plaguing the world like that's a common Zelda story like it's been Mm -hmm. done a couple times before Um, but um, since Zora have like expanded or longer lifespans like there are a handful of Zora who were around when Link was you know first like in this fight against uh calamity ganon and they very much have opinions on link Mm -hmm. and the way that like these kind of generations of people have like different worldviews and different perspectives on um the situation is very adult and progressive in a way that like not only do like not a lot of games do but nintendo games absolutely do not and it, it just feels very like everything's really f- fleshed out in ways that, uh, like Zelda absolutely hasn't done, but I genuinely feel like a lot of games do not do, right. and th- this is like, it's not quite necessarily as like deeply lore rich as like something like Skyrim, but the active and present story I feel is a lot better, mm-hmm. and um, it definitely has a lot more like emotion behind it than something like Skyrim does, where like I feel like a lot of it is just kind of like completely objective black and white like (laughs) story yeah and this is a definitely much more like emotional and engaging story where like people have you know either more or less skin in the game and you see like how they react to it and right um like there's kind of a there's a lot of uh i don't want to say like xenophobia but there's definitely a lot of like prejudice kind of like 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 like, yeah like race relations and prejudice and um, and like uh, Nintendo's definitely never tackled this before, um, and it does so in a way that is compelling. In like, like a, like a lot of games last year were kind of like trying to tackle these ideas of like race relations and stuff, and like the way that Zelda does it is very unique and interesting. And yeah, like I I feel like like just just from that perspective, like Zelda's like told in a way that is like really compelling and 
grabs you in ways that I it's like rare to find in like fantasy epics and video games like yeah yeah I'm I'm really enjoying it and then on top of that like everything's just so like immaculately built and like the world is so fleshed out and like the little details like strung strung into everything like Mm -hmm. it's yeah like it both iterates on Zelda in like ways that you never expect and then it also is just a very phenomenal video game on top of it like I, I do think that it it might not be like quite where it is. It'd probably be like a ninety five on Metacritic instead of like a ninety eight. So it would still be like one of the better reviewed games on the site, but it wouldn't probably wouldn't be yeah. the second re- best reviewed game of all time. Sure. Um, but um, it, you know it it is what it is. It is a, a new Zelda game that iterates on a way that is new and refreshing and mm-hmm. um, like definitely like raises the bar for what we expect from Nintendo now, which is. It, bar, like, even in spite of games like Star Fox Zero, it's still a high bar. Right. Yeah, is like, it to their own detriment that this game is like very good? Yeah, because we're going to be comparing every Zelda game to this one. Yeah, it's like, okay, how is Mario going to um, with Super Mario Odyssey, like, how is it going to bring a Breath of the Wild level change to Mario? I think what's funny about that is like uh, more people want like a 3D Mario to go kind of back to the like N64 and GameCube days of Mario where like you have a sandbox and you're interact like you're going to different little little worlds instead of uh like more platform based like Mario 3D Land and World and Galaxy. You know? I'm so tired of it, like Mario like 1 1 1 2 like levels. Yeah. Well, like in an interview after their Switch Direct like when uh during the trials thing like they interviewed Shigeru Miyamoto and he said that yes we are trying to go back yeah. to this like Super Mario 64 Super Mario Sunshine kind of Mario experience where it's um more sa- like sandboxes he didn't use like open world but he said sandbox like yeah that's yeah. Like, like that's always been the most fun for me because like it feels like they're sort of I don't know Mario Galaxy took you to some weird places right but like yeah it all still sort of felt the same throughout um to me anyway but like what i remember about mario 64 and sunshine is that it just felt like a little bit more creative with like the locations you were going and like it felt a little bit more comfortable putting you into like kind of weird places i don't know i'm excited for yeah new donk city um, me too <laughs> uh I, yeah go ahead. uh I, do I think that this game would be as popular if it wasn't a Zelda game compared to how it is? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that it would have the cultural significance, mm-hmm. and I don't think that it would have like the hype acceleration that it has, because I think that if it wasn't a Zelda game, it would forever be in that shadow of, yeah, this game's really good, but wait until Nintendo releases their next Zelda game. Sure. I also think that like as a franchise... Like Mikey was saying, like it is valuable and interesting to like figure out where this series is going and how it got to where it is now. But also, like people that are fans of Zelda are much more forgiving of things that might be a little bit more challenging in a game if if they know it's a Zelda game. Like I'm trying to think if this was a a different franchise and it threw a cold meter, uh, like a, a temperature meter, uh, a sound meter, um, daylight. And all the other things, like a hunger meter, at you. Um, I think people would be like, "What the hell is this? This is hard. I don't like it." But because it's Zelda, I think more people people are a little bit more forgiving. You know, people that aren't super into games like this already are a little bit more forgiving. 
or they'd be overly critical about it. Like, yeah. oh, the stealth system just is so half baked or something. Yeah, I yeah. think it's fine, but uh, or like, oh, why couldn't they have done more with this? But I think that like the familiar characters and the familiar, mm-hmm. um, you know, like creatures and and story ideas outshine a lot of the whatever negativity there is i don't know it's it's a really good game and i think that just the fact that i'm i'm link running around in in hyrule reimagined uh with all of these familiar stories and things like that that are going on in it just make it really fun and and just give it so much more meaning and and value than if i were than dark souls for example where i don't know what's going on but i'm a guy with a sword Mm -hmm. well you just haven't you just haven't done the research so praise uh, the sun yeah (laughs) so and i i feel like a big part of it is that for a large audience like the kind of like general language and um like a lot of components of zelda are just so well ingrained that like it's one less step where like if this is a brand new franchise they'd like you know like trying to figure like figure out like like oh like these are the bacoblins these are the moblins like these Mm -hmm. things are this way and like i i feel like that actually makes it a bit easier because, like, so much of this stuff is not necessarily, like, new to video games, but, like, a lot of it is kind of... At, at least it's, like, a new take on a lot of things. Yeah. And I, f- yeah. I feel like having one less thing to worry about, like, trying to, like, take in as, like, new concepts um, is part of what makes it great, where it's, like, so much of it is already, like, in your vernacular of gaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's Zelda. That's Zelda. Um, so, I think we should wrap up. What do you guys think? I got one yeah. more thing. One yeah. quick thing. Go for it. I just, I just noticed that uh, Mass Effect Andromeda is going to be available on EA Access starting March sixteenth. Oh, do you have First- EA Access? No, but it's five bucks, so I'm probably gonna subscribe and give it a shot. You should, yeah. I'm like, I tore through Mass Effect two and three uh, a couple months after three came out on the PlayStation three. Yep, and me too. Um, I never finished one. I had an Xbox three sixty for a bit, but I tried it and I couldn't really get into it. Yeah, um, and I don't remember anything about it. I don't remember. Uh, I have no connection really to those games like a lot of people do i think it's probably because i didn't like give it years of time um yeah but i'm curious about this one this one feels different and i'm like anxious and excited to see how the fans react (laughs) because mass effect fans can kind of suck sometimes especially after three um i have not watched any um anything about Mm -hmm. it since the the revealed trailer i think yeah back at e3 was it e3 no i don't think even e3 had anything about it they've been kind of cagey on this no. one for some reason which is weird yeah so they've been releasing a lot of stuff lately and i haven't watched any of it so i'm really excited to go on blind i have no idea what the story's about other than like you go to andromeda and wake up mm-hmm. yeah i think you're like discovering the mass effect relays it takes yeah. place like thousands of years after three or something right no it's a pre- prequel no, I guess we'll find out. I don't think so, dude. <laughs> I th- I, and again, like I also am not really paying attention to yeah. it. Like I'm, like I am probably more excited. Like, like there are a lot of games that I'm more excited about for both Mass Effect and uh, Persona Five, but I'm 
more into Persona 5 than I am Mass Effect right now in terms of like what's coming up immediately. That's a big, um, like a big popular chair or uh, RPG. Mm. So I was wrong. So, it's not thousands of years. It's uh, two years after Mass Effect 3. Is it? Oh, oh really? I thought that. Well, okay, so as per a timeline on the official Mass Effect Andromeda site, the Andromeda Initiative mission is set to launch in 2185. The events of Mass Effect take place in 2183. Huh. I I just feel like I remember, and this could be totally wrong, uh, post-Mass Effect 3 Bioware interviewing and saying, yep, the next Mass Effect is not... is gonna just have, like, sprinkles of the previous games in Mm -hmm. it, but... Well, that's still possible. Whatever. I mean, it is two years later, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious. I, I'm always curious what uh, developers decide the canon, like the, the official endings of games are when it comes to things like Mass Effect or games where you, your choices affect it because Mass Effect did have those that three split endings. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, a, it's all really weird to me because like... Didn't, I mean, I always got the impression that Mass Effect 3 was the last one, and then developers and, and filmmakers always do stuff like this, where it's like, nope, we got one more, and yeah, w- it's weird which is like shoehorn canon and shit into... It's like the same thing with Star Wars. Like, we love Star Wars, but like, yeah. they'll do this sort of stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- there's like the, the like one percentile ending where... like. I think the Mass Effect relays don't get shut down, and I don't know if it's, like, following yeah. that or whatever, but, like, yeah, like, the, the idea of Mass Effect is that, like, the galaxy is interconnected by these Mass, Mass Effect relays that, like, exist in different galaxies, and you use them to, like, travel faster than the speed of light in order to, like, be able to, like, traverse the galaxy and, like, to have this, like, interconnected universe. And right. at, the, at the end of three, spoilers for old-ass game... Um, you destroy all of them. Yeah. And so, and like, and then like, it kind of like touches on the idea of like, like it's supposed to be like years after. And like, there's like this old man, like telling his, uh, like great grandchild about like how the universe used to be interconnected with these and like how like they've been kind of living in like their relative isolation ever since. Well, technically there's three endings. (laughs) Yeah. But all three endings, the mass effect, really is like get shut down yeah no they don't i don't think because no, th- there's I, that like one percentile ending where if you do that like side meta game and you get that all the way up and you do everything like sp- specifically right there's so many little things you have to do is that this the like, one where they added the third option like there was no there was like so, red and blue and then they added a green option no th- 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 that came out with the game i actually oh. got that ending the first time i guess i'm very least one percentile but <laughs> it's like i forget what it was it was either it was either the the singulation or not or whatever where or the singularity or not where you either kill all ai or become one with ai or don't <sighs> I, don't, I don't know <laughs> it You're, was all really complicated I, but i think rose is totally right five minutes ago he said it, it's it's something I just don't remember very well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's whatever. It's an interesting I'm, game. I'm excited to see the Tates. Uh, yeah. Like Mass Effect 2 was great. 3 yeah. was pretty good. Um, 1 was a bit obtuse, but... It's like Star Wars. Yeah. 
I mean, it's like Star Wars for horny in babies. Vague, in a vague way. Um, for horny babies. <laughs> that's the other thing. There's some pretty good sex in Andromeda, I guess. Um, uh, great. Really excited about that. Cool. I yeah. can't wait. Um, I think that's going to do it for us. It might be a little short today, but I think we had a really good conversation. You guys feeling good? Yeah. yeah that was a good good pod. Um, uh, Brian, how's Dark Souls coming? Uh, uh, ship has sank. Okay, well, we're going to keep asking you every week. Uh, thank you for listening to fans of the genre. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes. It really helps others discover the show. More importantly, please tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best promotion. Follow us on Twitter at fans of the... Sorry, excuse me. Follow us on Twitter at fans of genre or on Facebook at fb.me slash fans of the genre. And that's where you can send us questions and feedback. Please and send thank us you questions. to... John Bash for uh, writing and recording original music for us. Um, We really like it. And then uh, we have some recommendations. There's a new podcast by some of our friends. Mikey, do you want to take that from me? Yeah. So a couple of my friends, two of which I used to do a uh, separate video game podcast with, uh, they just started a new podcast called In a Word, where um, my friends George, Sarah, and Fabio... Uh, get together and they each bring a word to the podcast and they discuss that word. Um, That's a great idea. I I don't know where my phone is, but I know that one of the words that they talk about um, in their inaugural episode is fart. Yep. So good, good way to start. Start with farts. Um, Yeah, they're all great. They're funny. Mm -hmm. Should give it a listen. Uh, Farts, sandwiches, adulting. And yeah, that's called in a word and uh, you can find that on iTunes and other places. Yeah, and uh, they're on Twitter at InAWordPod. Um, and then, as always, we recommend you listen to uh, Metad Podcast, M-E-T-A-D. Um, they've been releasing episodes more frequently than I think even they thought they would, right? I mean, yeah. uh, they've, they've got new stuff on like Minecraft and a couple other games, so I would check that out. They're good good buds and they uh, do a deep dive into all the zelda games which is pretty interesting and i know paul has been just like putting he's put like 50 hours into breath of the wild already and cool. only finished two of the dungeons wow so two of three so he's pretty far in there i think of four. Oh, I don't okay know. i've heard three but whatever um yeah that's uh it's gonna do it for us check back next week for something i won't be here i'm going on my bachelor party uh, Woo! yeah yeah, yeah, we'll see how episodes come out in the next couple yeah. of weeks, but yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. It'll be busy, but um, it's mostly because of roads and for good reason. So we're not going to bully him for it. Yeah, we'll make sure um, the content towel we'll, gets full so you can wring it dry by the end of the month. We'll bully yeah. him separately, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, um, thanks, guys. That's really nice of you. Yeah. All right. We'll you we'll know. hold the fort while you're gone. Cool. We'll, we'll protect the brand, baby. Please. Hey, I have a quick question for you guys. Just before we wrap it up. Yeah. About how many dogs are in Zelda? Uh, like infinite. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. She doesn't want her voice on there. On the internet. So, no, I just want uh, uh, the sound of my own voice. You don't have to hear No it. one does. No one yeah. does. No. Join us. We, it'd be even better if she had like a voice modulator. 
<laughs> like deep throat. Yeah. Like we we can just like darken like the area around her and just record her like silhouette with just like the super deep voice modulator. Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Did, did any of you ever like Horror, I'm Brian's girlfriend. I remember a long time ago watching like an Xbox Live uh like original Xbox Xbox Live like promo. Like you can yeah. play online on this thing and there was like a voice masking software. And it was like awful. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. To, just so like to protect people like on Xbox Live who are worried about socializing with strangers on the internet. You're playing like a girl. You're playing like a girl. SJW cock. I, I will teabag I your mother. I think this is it, and it's. Oh, this is this is a fun bit. <laughs>